0: Evening, what can
1: I
2: get you? Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Banter Pub FC podcast, the sauciest in the game and the spiciest takes on the pitch. In the pub today, we have Joseph, we have Franca, we have Ama, and we have Jonathan. And oh, by the way, my name is Neil. We have, you know, I'm, I'm here as well. Uh, and we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of things, from the Champions League final to the Europa League final. As I'm just recording, the Europa League final just happened. We're going to be covering the National Women's Soccer League and some tr- terrific players from that are that also happen to play for the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team, transitioning to Europe. Uh, we're going to be talking about the MLS is back final. MLS is back, baby. We're going to be talking about that great final. Um, and, uh, what that means for the, uh, CONCACAF, uh, play-in match. Um, and we're going to be covering a whole a whole bunch of other stuff, so let's get started. Uh, so up first, obviously, uh, you know, and this was just added recently because it is breaking news, uh, the, uh, Harry Maguire getting arrested in Greece. Um, now he and a few other Manchester United players, um, were, uh, are, were vacationing in Greece. Um, I don't know how many players it is, but I know Marcus Rashford is in Greece right now, Jesse Lingard is in Greece, and obviously Harry Maguire is there as well. Um, and there was an altercation um, prior to the day of this recording that uh, basically um, ended in a police officer being assaulted. Um, we don't know the particulars of the situation outside of Harry Maguire being arrested. That's the that was the breaking news this morning uh so i'm just curious everyone uh starting with uh let's start with joseph um and then we're going to go to ama and then we're going to go to jonathan and then and then then we're going to end with franca on uh this situation so joseph
1: damn somebody must have put some respect on my name this week um hello everybody how are you so let's talk about the police the police are bastards all of them every single one of them i don't care if it's greece i don't care if it's tim motherfucking buck the police are bastards so with that in mind i will say this harry you did what you needed to do mate you just you did what you need to do like we don't know yet if you were in the wrong but even if you were in the wrong still did what you need to do so on that front fine but let's address the elephant in the room here had that been Paul Pogba had that been Marcus Rashford had that been Jesse Lingard had that been Aaron bin Wasaka had that been any of Manchester United's black players there would be a much different outcome and that in this especially in this time in this environment especially when we were talking about how police brutality might Very well, be well, it's absolutely an American problem. Let's not neglect the fact that police brutality is a global problem and plays out differently, especially when you factor in that anti blackness is global, also. I want to make sure that you know any of the quiet stuff that's come from like the British media in particular, who have not really been as enthusiastic to pick up on something as messy as this, um, speaks volumes. But again. Let it be known, from C to shining C, ACAB. All cops are bastards, and Slabhead did what needed to be done. Hey, big head! More white people beating up cops, please. Thanks very much.
2: Alma, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, my thoughts
0: are really, really simple. It's like when, and I, I think I said it in the chat. Like when two Malakas fight, nobody wins. So. You know, it's a it's a lose lose kind of scenario, and yeah, we expect hypocrisy from the coverage. And um, you know, my hope is that nobody got seriously hurt, and football will continue. And um, with this, won't affect footballing matters, and because that's that's the only place where I care about Harry Maguire. Yeah, enough said, Jonathan.
3: These unruly Manchester United players, man. And I think it's because he's gonna be all right because he's an England, uh, uh, England player, so uh white England players, like Joseph says. So he's not gonna get short of stick. But you know, when Ross Barkley was there in his uh in his Levi jeans, uh he's looking looking <laughs> looking sharp in the Levi jeans, Ross Barkley. Yeah, he brought no issues uh in the Mika but you know, anytime uh, white English people go on holiday, it's always a problem. So I don't know what's going on with Harry. Uh, Me neither. You know, again, yeah, a cap and all that, but you know, I don't know what's going on, man. But he's just—he needs to sort it out. He doesn't sort it out. I don't know what Ole is gonna do, but he needs to sort it out. That's that's
2: my thoughts on it. Franca, how do you feel?
4: As a Manchester United fan who is not a slabhead fan, and I think that was the biggest waste of money, and he's useless, and he turns like a fucking Mack truck and not the kind I want parked in this little garage.
3: Hey, big head.
4: Um, I agree with the racism stuff. If um it had been anyone else uh black obviously if it had been marcus i mean marcus would never do that if it had been Poba, anyone this would be all over the news and it isn't but again and i have to agree with my entanglement co-host all cops are bastards and should get punched in the face at all times especially by white people and that was my thing earlier in the chat too like he's doing the lord's work so thank you i don't need to hear both sides i don't need to hear the justification for why the cop might have gotten punched. Like I am all in. Thank you, slabhead, for using your um, your 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 um, Easter Island stature uh, ass head and face to to punch a cop. So that's it. We'll see what the the details are.
2: Indeed. <laughs>
0: Easter <laughs> Island statue.
1: <laughs> Easter Island statue, you know. But he does have an absolutely wow. enormous head. Like, slab head is actually an understatement. He's not really accurate because this man's head literally could be alongside any of the heads currently on Mount Rushmore. I'm talking, bitch. You understand? <laughs> like, that's yeah. United. That's United,
4: man. Like, 100%. You know, like, no, uh, I some... sh- shut his mic off. No, let's <laughs> we not go don't. Because right, you had the whole... We really did a it. I'm
2: going to Phil Jones. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that shit wow. bro like his forehead is literally infinite it's eternal
3: hey big head
1: like the thing just keeps <laughs> on going just when you think that there's no more head left you look back and then you can look underneath like Joseph, the premise
4: I agree with you my only issue was with was with little brother jumping in to say that's Manchester United no it isn't you know what Manchester United is it's Marcus Rashford it's Paul Pogba it's Aaron Juan like that is Manchester United so chill he does not oh, represent damn. us that was my only issue. No, the rest of it, please carry on with his forehead and his slab head. It's terrible. He's He's
1: company, brother. Don't get me the, wrong. The expensive man's is, a legend. <laughs> Expensivist defender. The man is a legend. The man is a legend. Don't get me wrong, but his head could literally revolve the earth and keep the tides ebbing and flowing. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Like, you really have no business talking about it's Manchester United business. No, you've had big head business as well. Like, Massive head business, actually. And I'm not talking about the stuff that you get when you're driving and you're not supposed to. So on that note, no let's just keep it rolling. Yes. You yes, know, let, yes, keep yes, it yes. cute. Yes, Manchester and- City, Mansour City, keep it cute. Yes. Thank and
2: you. on that note, speaking of Manchester City, let's talk about the Champions League, um, which Manchester City isn't in. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Champions League title. Uh, that a few other clubs aren't in either. Um, and it's uh, it's going to be a pretty intense... Uh, as of this recording, the Champions League final hasn't happened yet. Uh, come the next recording, we, we we will we will know the result. Um, and the two teams that are going to be in the final uh, are going to be uh, PSG of Ligue 1 and uh, Bayern of uh, the Bundesliga. Um, they had... Some, some, some would argue, um, and I think many, on the, m- many of the listeners of this podcast and the hosts would probably agree, that both clubs kind of bought their way to the Champions League final, um, be it through oil money or through any other kind of nefarious means, um, particularly- Tax P- evasion. <laughs> tax, tax evasion, right, exactly. Uh, um and yeah what are uh, you know uh, my thoughts on the champions league final um you know i i am really uh excited um to see what the result uh to see two titans of capitalism kill themselves to no fans um uh, I'm not excited about that, and that, and that should color my excitement about this Champions League final, um, because I because I actually want both teams to be blown up, and by blown up I mean discombobulated and torn asunder and everything else. Um, uh, I, I think most of the players deserve to be on other teams. Um, I, I've, you know, um, we've talked about on previous episodes. Uh, so many players leaving and everything else. You know, I'm just <laughs> – I'm, I'm curious, obviously, how others are feeling about this Champions League final. Um, Ama, what are your thoughts? Are you excited? Are you not excited? What are your thoughts? Um,
0: I don't know. This, this feels like a lower-key Champions League final for me. I don't have a dog in the fight, like you mentioned. I'm not a big fan of either – team and um you know and and uh i'm not a fan of kind of how they compete in their in their in their leagues and so um the path to the final was more interesting than i think the final itself might be um although i you know this might be um an opportunity you know they still have fantastic players so it's an opportunity to watch some good, good football but beyond that i'm not uh super excited not super invested i don't really love or really hate either of those teams um and i think their path there was more interesting um the teams i kind of hoped would you know Cinderella their way up like Leon, um didn't uh didn't emerge and of course you know bayern Put Barcelona to the sword in shocking fashion. I think the total, the final score was like a two-legged ma- a two-legged matchup, right? Um, that that were both blowouts. So, um, so that was kind of more rebar- remarkable than I find this this uh, this the prospect of this final. So, yeah, not super excited. Um, I will definitely um, get together and watch uh, because.
2: You know, it's it's football at the highest level, so it is what it is. Indeed, Jonathan, what are your thoughts since you know your club isn't there? I'm just curious.
3: <laughs> well, I'm glad to be in that in that picture now. Um, before we were not, so I'm happy to be in that that number. Um, I'm actually happy. I, I really like. Um, I really like Neymar. I really like all the PSG's players, really, except for Icardi. That's who I do not like, but <laughs> everyone else is fine. Um I'm excited for Neymar to like, you know, he's this is like he's justified the reason why he left. Oh well, he didn't actually I don't think he wanted to leave, but um <laughs> uh, tells you other questions about Barcelona's uh, front office. But um, you know, now he's on his own, leading him, Mbappe. Um uh, Paredes I really like, um, I really like Thiago Silva, Marquinhos. I, I like the players, uh, PSG more so than the team, obviously, because the team has, you know, the background is not the best. Um, and so I, it's going to be, it's going to be a great match because, um, he's like, the, they're, too bad, they're in the final for a reason. They're the two best teams left. Um, and they, their talent is great. Uh. I, w- I gave Tuchel a lot of crap because he really did horrible I was leaving Borussia um, Dortmund. Um, and his tactics was always wrong in the Champions League, but, hey, in the pandemic times, PSG is there now. So uh, I'm, I'm happy to see – I'm as happy to see uh, good football, like Alma said. So it's going to be a good match. I'm, I'm, I'm a neutral because, you know, none of my teams are in it. But um, – it's like I had to watch now. looks like I've been every single year of my life in the Champions League. So um, that's that's me.
2: And finally, Joseph, what are your thoughts on this illustrious but not illustrious Champions League final?
1: Well, it damn sure isn't illustrious. I'm not going to call it that. Um, but you can just go ahead and cut that shit out right now. Um, Everybody's like,
3: yeah, it's a Champions League final.
1: It's already the worst Champions League final in history, fan. Nobody's there. Uh, nobody's there. And, uh, oh, yeah, nobody's there. So let's just go ahead and keep it being. Plus, we shouldn't be doing this. Anyway, really had hoped it was an all-French final. That's what I was hoping for, for Lyon's sake. Because Lyon is a club that I don't think a lot of um, fans of European football, anyway, put a lot of respect on the name on. They're the only European club in my lifetime that has won their domestic league seven times in a row. (laughs) Let's just keep it on point. And this is still when PSG were bringing in the likes of players like Ronaldinho and things of that nature, who at that point had just gone to Barcelona before he became, um, what is it? World Player of the Year, whatever. Like, The French League is still very competitive. But yes, there is a lot of money that dominates at the top end of it, primarily through PSG. That should not f- take away from what PSG have finally managed to do, which is, if you look at it comparatively with Man City, their billions actually got them to a final. And we can't say the same for uh, the noisy neighbours over there in Manchester. So like, it's just like putting things into perspective. I would have liked to seen an all-French final. That would have been nice. It would have been another... Success story for French football, who had just won the World Cup two years prior. Like, I think it would have been nice to see. Bayern Munich is Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich does what Bayern Munich does. Um, love that demolition of um, of Barcelona. That was the ruthless aggression. That was shades of Brazil Germany. Um, but a winner. Let's go with PSG. Got it. Let's just see what happens. Like, let's see what happens when PSG finally does what they set out to do. To see what happens. Now at this point, football, I think, is already kind of teetering on the verge of collapse with Corona and everything else. And there's a lot of cubs that strapped for cash. But you know what? We're here now. PSG have gotten to the to the big dance. Let's just see how they move. And let's see if they can actually hack it against Bayern Munich. I would like to see them win it. I genuinely would. Just to see what happens. Very much like a Joker watch the world burn kind of thing when it comes to football now with me, but. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. That is yeah. where I'm at with it. Fuck it. Let's let PSG have it. Let's see it.
3: Stranger Things. Exactly. So Chelsea upset by Munich. In by in Munich.
1: In oh, Munich, they, a club they, that has no business winning anything ever. But you know, it happened. So PSG's and probably didn't win anything in Europe
2: this year. Let's just
1: let's just. We 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 thank God. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So so moving on to the uh, probably the more exciting, uh, more exhilarating uh, <clears throat> Euro- uh, European competition, um, the Europa League final, uh, as of this recording, did occur. It was between Sevilla of La Liga and uh, Inter Milan of the Serie A. And uh, Inter Milan is uh, managed by Conte, uh, who, uh, for all intents and purposes, (laughs) um, uh, built uh, kind of a Premier League Two team, hyper squad kind of situation um, that nobody expected to do well in Europe. And they got to the Europa League final um, and did pretty well. Um, also in Serie A this season. And, you know, based on potential transfers could do even better. Sevilla is another club that um, isn't really talked about when it comes to the domestic league, when it comes to the league of football, unfortunately, right? Um, there there should be more parity, obviously, in all the leagues, in, including in Spain. And, you know, um, Sevilla certainly are building up with Valencia's impending collapse this year um there is space for a smaller club in Spain to do amazing things sevilla should it should be known uh, someone some, someone said on twitter today that the europa league the the uh, europa league should be known as sevilla's cup because they do their, they do business um uh, so you know i'm just Frank, i'm curious obviously you and i both watched the um uh, uh Europa League final, um, I'm sure we had mixed emotions for obvious reasons. Uh, we were probably rooting for players more so than the clubs themselves. So starting with you, I'm curious uh, what your thoughts were on Sevilla winning the 3-2 final, the back and forth kind of game.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. We I think we both were, were uh, rooting for players too. Me, uh, namely Lukaku and Godin, um, both of whom, Board, and then there was some uh, some debauchery there. It was a, honestly, I mean, obviously I have to sit and get this out of the way. I was upset that United you know, wasn't in the final, but this final was so exciting. I was a true neutral, again, except for like player here and there. I also love to see outside of teams that I follow since birth. I love Sevisha. I love the idea of a small-ish team Making it as far as they did, so I truly wasn't rooting for anyone, which which made it more fun. Um, so it was really exciting. I was extra excited as a Uruguayan to see Godín score. He still got it. Uh, that was a really good. Um, uh, you know, the first half was awesome. I w- I was waiting for the second half to be as good, and it and it was a little bit more boring. And then you know, it was it was it was sad to see Godín sad. It was sad to see my man Lukaku sad, but Sevisha was very kind of humble about it. Like, you know, like it was nice to see them celebrate. It was like just a small spark of wholesome goodness in this terrible world um, that we're living in, in football and otherwise. Uh, So it was nice. It was a nice matchup. I was way more excited for this final than I am for the Champions League final. And so I'm happy that the match was good and um I was happy to see Sevisha lift the trophy. So and shouts to Lodin and shouts to Uruguay for uh, for that shining moment, even though they didn't win. Um uh, but but I really liked it.
2: Yeah, I did as you know, and you know I I did as well as I've already explained. Jonathan, uh did you watch the final? Did you see the result? What are your thoughts?
3: I did watch the final. Um First, Antonio Conte is the first ball manager to win the PL. I don't care what anybody says. Ever um, Benega says differently. Or might not say differently either. Um, uh, I, yeah, Sevilla, you know, they're the kings of this cup. Um, Lopetegui, uh, given all that he went through with the World Cup debacle with joining Real Madrid getting fired from Real Madrid halfway through his first uh, season. I uh, have nothing but respect and love for him. I'm glad that he was able to bounce back with Sevilla and and win the sixth title in six, Uh, six and six. Um, Shout out to the city legends, uh, Jesus Navas and Fernando. Uh, Shout out to them. Um, Nothing but love for my my, my two brothers out there that helped us win a a Premier League. but it was a good match. It was a really good match. Uh, I think, um, yeah, it was high scoring, back and forth. So it it made it made it great. Um, I hope, hopefully, the Champions League uh, matches that type of level of uh, fun and intensity. But it, I like this match, and uh, yeah, it was really actually it was really sad to see <laughs> to see the Inter players. I know um, Martinez. I remember they did a shot of him when they were getting the second place medal and like, he just looks so sad. I was like, Oh my gosh, man. I just want to hold you, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the match again. Shout out to my, to city legends, Jesus Navas and Fernando.
2: And finally, Joseph, um, curious as to your thoughts on the, uh, you know, Sevilla winning, um, obviously, you know, uh, you know, it's a, it's, you know, it's a big deal.
1: Um, I have always rated Sevilla um, and their history in that cup. They have always produced incredible moments from the days when it was called the UEFA Cup. I think they fully deserved their victory tonight. Um, I think, you know, I don't think anybody should be too hard on uh, Inter either, mm-hmm. saying all that. Um, you know, Romelu Lukaku, for all intents and purposes, may not be hoisting that cup. No, he may not be doing that right now. But he has done what he needed to do in terms of proving pretty much every single one of his detractors wrong. He's had an incredible season. He, um, he's he been the talisman for the side. And he's a continental finalist, which is more than he can say about his previous club. So it's just like, I'm really happy for him. Um, it would have been nice to see him cap that off, to see all the, uh, the Rom haters just salty about it. I live for it, quite frankly, because he is one of my favorite players in the world, regardless of where he goes. Um, I'm just sick and tired of people misusing him uh, and abusing him. That's all I have to say about that, really. Um, commiserations to Inter, but um, Conte seems to be, have gotten them in fighting shape for more. Uh, in You know, just have to go again next season. But Sevilla never, ever, ever, ever to be underestimated in Europa League or even Champions League play, for that matter. They might have more Europa Leagues than Champions Leagues, but do not underestimate them on a the European stage. This club can play football. Uh, so congratulations to them. And shifting from Europe to now
2: the United States and the mls uh, because of our special episode last week we didn't get a chance to cover mls is back baby the tournament
4: mls is back baby uh,
2: <laughs> exactly uh, and um this was this was a title for the or this uh the whoever won would win a uh, would win the MLS's back cup, and then also a automatic bid into the um, CONCACAF um, uh, tournament as well, and a uh, automatic bid. But we know how MLS teams do in that uh, tournament, so I'm not too excited about. <laughs> uh, but that being said, uh, congratulations to Portland. They beat a strong Orlando City side. Uh, Shout out to United legend Nani uh, for playing well throughout the the entire tournament. Obviously, we have some Orlando City folks who are hosts of the podcast, so I'm sure they're going to have their opinions about it. But, uh, Franca, I'd love to start with you. And, you know, uh, I know we had a watch party that most of us attended, and we watched the final together. Um there was some debauchery to be had, but I'm just curious what your thoughts were on the final result.
4: Not only was it a watch party, it was a gala event with a DJ at the half. Let's get it, let's not get that twisted. It was a gala. Uh, we got dressed up, there was red lipstick. It was amazing. You may have seen the pictures on the old Twitter. Um, it was I wanted Portland to win if I had to have um, a second team besides my own, it would be Portland. Um, I think they're wonderful. I love Diego Valeri. I wanted them to win, and I'm excited for them to compete in CONCACAF Champions League. Um, and I think it was well-deserved. Uh, there was a lot of confusion as well in terms of um, MLS's back being gone. So we have MLS's back, Bay, and then MLS is gone, Bay, and then MLS is back. Baby, and so now we're in um, a new season. So there was confusion. That was not the end of the season. It was just the end of MLS is back, the tournament and the bubble. And now what we're in is uh, is a regular season, which we'll talk about in a bit. But I just wanted to clarify that. So yes, Portland won MLS is back, and now they're in, immediately thrown back into what is the regular season of MLS. Really, really happy for them. Excited to see what they do in Champions League.
2: And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention both Joseph and Jonathan's love and appreciation for their Orlando City Club. Um, So collectively, gentlemen, um, curious as to obviously, you know, there were there were some shocking results from your club leading up to Portland winning. So I'm curious as to both of your thoughts as to uh, that final. Jonathan Joseph, either
1: one of you can go first. I think Jonathan should go first. <laughs> Listen, it,
3: it was a wild ride, okay? Um, i I felt like I was just on a a, a high a high uh, of life that I felt like I could never come down from. and you know being in Orlando, uh, being part of the squad that you know, won multiple USL titles in dramatic fashion um, and and this guided us. At, even though we had our MLS career has not been um, <clears throat> to our standard. Um, no, it felt good. It felt like the USL days. Like we were out there, we were upsetting teams, uh, feeling good. Like the energy was there. And I felt like we were just going to take that momentum to the final. But, you know, Portland is a better team than us and you know your the the effort can only go so far if your ability is lacking. So um my by my, my my body was saying yes let's win let's win city. Um my obviously my brain was like nah we, we probably ain't gonna win this final. Um so shout out to Portland but no it felt good. It felt good to be on this this level again um feeling this way. And I think um maybe Joseph might mention it but just the turnaround that we did based off this tournament, um, new management, uh, an inspired nanny, um, this great play, great, great play on, on all sectors of the field. Uh, it makes me feel good for this this restart of the season. Um, just hopefully we can make the playoffs this time. Uh, hopefully we can make a good run this time. We, we don't know what's gonna happen, but um, I, I talent aside and like uh, things happening on the pitcher side. I, my, my heart was full. My heart was full of seeing London City um, back where it needs to be um, among the great, great, great squads in the U.S.
1: And to piggyback off of that. Um, I really... The thought that the moral of the story here was that um, nobody expected us to be in the final. Hell, nobody expected us to get out of the group. I didn't expect us to get out of the group based on the way that we were playing going into the tournament, plus the prolonged break. But full credit to Oscar Pereira. I mean, he has got them... He had them playing some really good stuff. The way that they're moving the ball around. I love the stuff, you know, the link-up play between the forwards and midfield, which is something that we hadn't seen for a long, long time. Probably not since bloody Kakaba's there pulling all the strings really or um you know there's always been kind of a lack of a killer edge in front of goal but at least nanny um you know found his shooting boots um certainly you know just he was getting lovely service and then he's also doing what he usually does which is like carving out space for himself and just turning in sumptuous goals like everything was clicking and the number one thing that i was really impressed with was the defense and the goalkeeping Those two things do need to be pointed out. Those have been proved tremendously over the tournament. I was really encouraged. And no, we didn't get it done in the final. But you know what? We go again. We can go ahead and start again right now on Saturday against the Filth into Milan. uh, Sorry, into Miami. I keep getting those two confused because one's the poser and one's supposed to be the real one. Anyway, the whole point is is that we are hopefully going to pick up this dub against Miami because we don't rate Miami teams. Not around here. Sorry about it. So, like, I'm really excited to see how we pick up from here, how we kick off from here. And the players that we've kept together, that's a really interesting statistic there as well, really quickly. Orlando City played the same side throughout the entire knockout stage. No changes in the first, the first 11. So he's definitely trying to build some sort of core unity around a side that he wants to play. And then you can try and introduce... You know the generation Adidas players and the uh, the the top prospects and things of that nature, but some of them are already in that side and they played very well together. So this is what I'm really keen on seeing. Um, and we made a we made a final, we made a final for like the first time probably ever, maybe definitely since the USL days. So like it's just um, it's something that is encouraging, and I hope to see that emulated in the other competitions that we're in, starting with MLS. Let's get into this playoffs, boys. Let's go for the big one. Like We can do this. We've nothing to lose. I'm still proud of you, Iron Lions, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of the league has in store.
3: Consistency FC. That's that's, that's our name
1: now. Not changing it.
2: Uh, Ama, did you watch the final? What were your thoughts? Uh, do you have any thoughts?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so, so I think I mentioned in our run-up to the game, to the match that I'm actually a Saunders fan, and so Portland, <laughs> Portland is a bitter, bitter rival. So I wasn't going to root for them, even though I like Sebastian Blanco. Um, yeah, it was a good match. You know, it was a little back and forth, um, scoring wise, and you know, so it was entertaining. It was worthwhile. It was a you know it was a worthy final event um, for for the tournament. Uh, I think it worked out really well considering, you know, that it started off really shakily the tournament with, um, I didn't think the quality of the football at the very beginning was was really good. And um, I also didn't think that, um, I didn't expect to see the kinds of performances we saw. And, you know, like the the teams that made it to the final were not, even though Portland's good, they were not favorites, you know? So getting to the final was cool. The final itself was cool. And um yeah, like congratulations to Portland. Um I hope they do well. I hope <laughs> I-, I hope they do well enough to be competition for the Saunders as the season uh starts taking shape. Um well, in fact the season has started taking shape um with the uh Nashville SC versus Dallas game that happened uh what about, about a week ago now. Um and i think the real talking point from that right like was the booing of the dallas fans you know for players kne- kneeling and that's in stark contrast to the mls's back tournament being all about um players and teams um showing support and solidarity for the black lives matter movement and so i was very very disappointed but not surprised um, about that that response and I'm sure some of you guys have opinions about how that shook out I, I know that specifically like uh, what's his name Reggie Cannon for Dallas spoke out about it spoke out about the, the booing and how disgusting I think was the word he used or disapp- yeah, yeah I think he said disgusting or disappointing it was to hear that from their fans even though because they were home fans, you know, which was, you know, the question mark, they had fans in the stadium. Um, uh, but yeah, I think they were limited to 20 or 25% capacity. And and even with that small number of people, you could audibly hear the boos in that Dallas Nashville match. And um, what a shame. Like, Soccer should be embarrassed about that.
2: Indeed. Uh and I'm curious because there was another major uh, match outside of the Nashville Dallas one that did have significant impact because the Dallas fans were booing, and obviously that's a big deal um it kind of overshadowed the result um, but um there was a I think there was a more significant match because it's a derby uh, it's the Hudson River derby um, and uh, one of our hosts, Franca, is a uh, Massive supporter of one of those clubs. So, Franca, I'm going to turn it over to you to talk about your favorite club and uh, the result of that derby. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, yes. I will gladly talk about this um, for so long. But first, I just want to just go back to what Ama was saying because I do think it's important to highlight the fact that Nashville and Dallas were the two teams that got kicked out of MLS's back of the tournament because of COVID. Okay. They both got kicked out because of COVID. And then, so they got the first two games. They actually played two matches before anyone else played any matches with fans, as if that wasn't disastrous enough, like in Texas, okay, of all places. And then on top of that, we have the racism and the white supremacy. I mean, the whole thing... Is just literally a disaster. Dallas handled it terribly as a team, as a, like, as a, as an entity, right? Uh, The booing, you know, they did the whole, like, but, you know, good people on both sides basically is what they might as well have said. So I just had to touch upon that because the, the irony is just delicious, right? Like, it's just delicious you get kicked out for covid you go home you play with fans against everyone's best advice and then on top of that you bring white supremacists to your own team stadium to boo your own fa- your own players come on and then you don't even really apologize so the whole thing was a mess um but on a happier note <laughs> the hudson river derby um i was so excited and obviously our states um new jersey and new york are handling it correctly so no fans are allowed Um, but it was really very emotional for me to see my team uh play in our own stadium, which is also the uh shouts to one of my entanglement friends, the uh what is it, the Red Bull home for Wayward Boys or something like that, just because all of the homeless teams are playing home games at our arena, which is awesome. Uh so the Derby was great, seeing my stadium was great, seeing my team win in my stadium was even Better. They beat the Smurfs. NYCFC is homeless. NYCFC is goalless, is winless. They are trash. So here we are. We won with a goal that was so stupid. It was so MLS that it was like, it was funny and hilarious. And uh, and it's a dub. I mean, what can I say? They, um, you know, historically, we have beat them 7 0. There's a whole commemorative bracelet made about it. They just don't know how to play outside of a baseball stadium, right? So understandable. So when they go to a real stadium, which is, by the way, the best soccer-specific stadium in the country, and that is objectively true, um, they, don't know, they don't know how to act. You take them outside their little tiny box, they don't know how to act. And so thank you to my Red Bulls. Despite our hardships, we won the Derby, and I just couldn't be happier. And thank you guys for joining, because I loved watching with you all, um, and especially because my team won. So, that was awesome. Shouts to Red Bulls.
2: Shout out to the Red Bulls indeed. I'm a DC United fan, so don't worry. To my uh, Ultras, that was just a... I'm just giving them a little bit of love. Not a whole lot, because it's DC United through and through. Anyway!
1: So, you love playing with fire.
2: No, I'm not. I would never do that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, before we come back, Uh, We're going to take a quick uh, commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some National Women's Soccer League stuff. We're going to talk about what the fuck is going on in Uruguay. And uh, some other things, too. So uh, we'll see you on the other side of this break.
0: The Goddamn Sauce. Nine different flavors. Same goddamn feeling. Share our passion for sauce and discover the full goddamn range at www.thegdsauce.com
3: Hashtag us up.
2: And we're back. Thank you for sticking with us. Now, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to be trying, I'm going to try to be as blunt as possible, Franco. Blunt as possible here. What the fuck?
4: is <laughs> Bring it. Peñarol <laughs> is back, baby. With, you know, we only know how to come in hot in South America. The South American game is a whole other animal. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. You're watching them. European League, so nice and neat. The grass is cut. Everything's pristine. Their uniforms don't have any tape on them. Um, there's no bucket hats. There, you just, you you weren't ready. You were not ready to watch Meñarol in their full glory in their first game back. Shouts to Diego Forlan, who's coaching, by the way um and that tackle it was two weeks ago now because um we had our special episode last week it was just i loved it i mean i don't if for anyone who hasn't seen it it was like taekwondo it was like those uh fighty video games that what street whatever like I i don't know anything about video games you know what i mean right um Yes, (laughs) Street, street yes, <laughs> all of that. Um, I mean, it was something like out of the movies, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was just the essence of South American football, la passion. I mean, you just don't get that kind of passion in any other league. And like, yes, people are like, oh, too much, oh whatever. Like, okay, like he got a red card, get over it. Like, that's just South American football, baby. We're back. We are back, and Peñarol, it's in our blood. Um, if you've ever (laughs) been to a South American game, you know, and if you haven't been, you should, uh, put that on your bucket list and I'm not going to condemn them. First of all, that's my team. Secondly, I thought it was awesome. Entertaining. Thank you so much. And I'm happy to see my boys in, in the black and yellow, the real black and yellow, um, be back with that awesome tackle.
2: (laughs) I didn't know Uh, that, that, that. that first of all i didn't know kicking someone in the face square in the jaw, was a tackle I didn't, under normal circumstances I, <laughs>
4: it was just a, it was a, it was a love tap it was a love south tap.
1: american <laughs> rules mate like we're talking we're talking about their leagues in whole countries where opposition supporters can't go and to the matches that their rival plays at because they've murdered each other so many goddamn times, and that's between the supporters. So, like a Liu Kang Mortal Combat kick to the face, light work, light work, man. Just light work. Like these leagues have bodies, <laughs> blood in the streets. Like, and someone got kicked in the jaw. Handbags.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the, I saw the clip. Like, I heard about, <clears throat> I heard about it first. And then when I actually watched it, I was like, oh my god, like I was prepared. I was mentally prepared for to watch somebody get kicked in the face. And then I saw the guy get kicked in the face, and I was like, Jesus, what are you guys on? Like he That's it was like running start level. <laughs> flying <laughs> cleats to the face. Like
4: La full
0: contact is it, it too much. It's too much even for my my heart. But yeah. I couldn't do it Alma. um. Yeah, it was it was a lot. It was very vicious. You know, out here crying about Neil Mopé and Bert Leno, right? <laughs> that was, right? That was right. Like that was that pretty was bad.
1: But like man's jaw didn't get rocked and he might, you know, not be in a he, he's not in a coma. You know, what I mean, like, but this is the standard for South American football. Fans. I don't care if it's Brazil, Uruguay, Peru, Chile, fucking Argentina colombia venezuela does not matter ecuador does not matter these men go in and they don't hold back they don't that's the reason why i love watching that stuff because it's just just it's unbridled fury and passion and you need that you know what i mean don't
4: don't come to us for pretty don't come to us for pretty
3: (laughs) if there was a meme of uh the two um, arms (laughs) not linking up it'll be uh african football and south american football and Unadulterated passion of the bottom.
4: Yes, I love that. We must make that meme. Must make that meme.
2: Excellent. Coming soon. (laughs) Trying to transition to our next topic. We're going to do the best we can here. Um, uh, Obviously, um, you know, uh, we talked about a few episodes ago the... uh, the Challenge Cup with the National Women's Soccer League. Uh, As of this recording, the National Women's Soccer League is in their trading period. uh, And players are going to different clubs and so many things are happening. What's also happening in the National Women's Soccer League is there, there are some transitions to European leagues. And specifically, there are some major players from the U.S. Women's National Team And specifically, I'm talking about Roosevelt and Sam Lewis, who transitioned to or transferred rather to Manchester City. Um, Now, obviously, this is clearly COVID related because they're not going to get playing because it's not clear whether the whether the NWSL will actually have uh, their league this year um they a lot of their teams share stadium space with mls clubs and with some mls clubs being homeless as we talked about before like a certain um light blue club in new york city um, and others obviously uh this is a this is a big deal obviously jonathan as uh one of the as one of the many and i use air quotes when i say many manchester uh, Manchester city supporters i i i know you are elated with this news of uh and I'm just curious as to your thoughts
3: yeah I mean you know the city women's squad is stacked um, and we well you know we we do the best we try to do our best um with our, our little little purse of money, so um, having these two um, women, uh, U.S. women players, I'm I'm elated for. I'm excited to I'm excited to watch watch them play. I'm excited to hear the things that they they get they're up to. So no, I got nothing but love for it. I'm bringing it on women's women's national team.
2: I'm just shocked that you said little purse. I mean, you could be talking about you know. Uh, Can, we talk, don't, don't that, really, Can uh, we talk
1: about that, please? Can we talk about that, please? Can we talk about that—the editorial mistake, please? With, with, like with little purse of money, like, little purse of money, where, fam, where? Literally, w h e r e question mark? Where is that coming from? Hmm? Is has Qatar fallen on t- hard times or something? Little purse of money, where, fam? Where?
3: We just we just spending what we make. That's all. That's all we doing. Anyway, $10, also, $10. I'm not well, doing this. I'm
2: not doing this with this guy. Yeah, we to move on, <laughs> obviously <you> know, <laughs> delusional. FC over here. We're not going to focus on that anymore. Um, the 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 other piece of news from from uh, the uh, National Women's Soccer League, but also some of, some of the other things happening, is uh, there was a conversation between uh, a former. Um, National Women's Soccer League player and a current a National Women's Soccer League Women player, uh, both were black. Uh, Midge Purse um, had a conversation, basically talking about the racism, inherent racism in the lo- in many of the locker rooms in the National Women's Soccer League. Um, we are not a podcast that shies away when we talk about racism. Certainly not in the men's game, and obviously not in the women's game either. Uh, the The beautiful game is beautiful, but it's also riddled with xenophobia um, It's built on that um, and because it's in the bedrock and the foundation of this game, we have to address it, and we have to address it at at face value. We can't ignore it and what Midge is speaking about is interesting with particularly white players who who are who are saying they're going. For COVID-related reasons. Um, and it's only like the white players leaving. So, so we're not gonna spin our wheels. We're not gonna spin the conspiracy theory wheel here. Obviously, we're not that kind of podcast, but it is, but it is a curiouser and concerning conversation, frankly. Um, you know, it's something that um you know, needs to be talked about, and obviously, coinciding is that co- coinciding with that is the emergence of the National Women's Soccer League Black Player Coalition. Obviously, MLS uh, has one already, um, and I think we'd be you know hard pressed not even to mention that. So, AMA Jonathan, curious as to, you know, Franca as well, um, curious as to everyone's thoughts um, as far as this is concerned, and uh, Amma, I'll throw to you first.
0: Yeah, so the there's like two major things I wanted to to piggyback off that intro, which was yeah, so Midge Purse's conversation like around the racism in the locker room, um, it shed a little more light behind, a, you know a little more context to what we saw at the beginning of this. She believes uh, at the uh, at the uh, the beginning of the end of a cell uh, challenge cup was what we saw was. Um, some players kneeling, some players standing, right? We saw, I think one of the, the, the iconic images was Chicago Red Stars' uh, Casey Short kneeling during the anthem and crying, and her teammate, Julie Ertz, also of the women's national team, holding her, while her other teammate, so I, I should actually give more context, black player kneeling, crying, white player kneeling, consoling in support, and another white player standing, Um, and and that was emblematic of where the NWSL is, right? The Black players have been carrying this weight, and it felt good to have some support from their teammates, but it also hurt to not be supported, and in fact, to be opposed by their other teammates. And I want to say that one of the players in that frame was Casey Short, who actually released a statement because she got a little flack for like, why why were you standing it's like well i've got family in the military it's like kneeling has nothing to do with the military you know it's this same cognitive dissonance that we have, we saw in the nfl and all over the coverage and from drew Brees and all those folks so we know um that it's it's, it's craziness so it was really good you know because one of the things we said back when we were we were still watching the tournament, the tournament was going on. It's like, oh, the league is doing such a great job of trying to bring this thing forward. And um, the players have really put it on their backs. And, you know, they made all these steps and statements and all that. But under the covers, there are serious rifts in the locker room. And I think um, we need to make sure that we continue to highlight uh, the, those kind of these discrepancies, right? Where the actions... Don't match up with the with the words, and where black players are speaking about the experiences in the professional environment that we're listening and we're amplifying those voices because we don't hear them that the piece about uh the black player coalition starting up is also crucial because who's gonna help us but us right um and I think it's important that those players get together and make sure that their voices are heard and they help with developing the pipeline for more um, develop, more young players to develop and have opportunities to, to play in the league, in a league that is less racist than it is now.
2: And that's a drop mic situation if I ever, there, there's nothing else that needs to be said on that. But I think moving to one of our more enticing, more exhilarating, and certainly more loving segments, let's go to Entanglement FC, baby.
4: What an intro. Entanglement FC is back, baby. Did you miss us? Did you miss us? Did you? I think did you did. Did did
1: you? Um, I think they did. So I, I mean, I I hope they did because um, and let me tell you what I don't miss doing this because we do this all the time, baby. Entanglement FC. It's a lifestyle. You understand? It's, our,
4: it's a lifestyle. <laughs> it's
1: a, jinx. It's it's, it's an it, it's an ideology. It is um it is unbeknownst a to philosophy. most people. Name? Yes. Um, and particularly to the um. Uh, <clears throat> To the uptight Christians that got really mad at Cardi B and Megan the Stallion song, uh whap there, uh, it is actually the way, the truth, and the life, contrary to popular belief. Um, I know that sounds blasphemous to yeah. you, but um unfortunately I am fresh out of fucks to give about what you think. So um <laughs> Welcome back for another messy segment, boys and girls. Welcome oh, back, it's AKA. It's it's been a lot. It's it's been a lot um with the whole european continental stuff franca um but we're really not here to talk about the football are we darling
4: no we are not no we're not (laughs) we're here to talk about hotties and the naughties for each of the competitions yeah
1: got sorted out you know what i mean like i mean you know you know competition all the way through but this competition is really a subjective one but it's a bit of fun so basically what we're doing here oh is no it's objective our, inter-
4: our word is is it objective it's yeah i mean our word is final right like we don't accept any you know what we say is what it is and it goes we are entanglement fc bay bay
1: <laughs> so before we get into the before I get into the um, the explanation, I'd like to begin by saying um, in the beginning, there was the thirst and the thirst was with hose, and the thirst was Hobbes. Um So let's go ahead and get straight into it. Champions League, let's Europa League, four teams, a lot of, lot, lot of man to go over. Uh, so um,
4: mm-hmm.
1: we've got PSG. We've narrowed it down. Bayern Munich. We did write them down. We had to write them down. Um, but to be honest... We
4: narrowed it down you know, to three from each, right?
1: We did. We did. We're not going to go through them one by one. We do not nearly have enough time. And we don't really have that much interest. Keep um, <laughs> you And Europa League as well. So those teams who played today were Sevilla and um, Inter Milan. Uh, but obviously, this competition is ongoing, really. There's no final whistle for the first. So let's just keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. Um I will begin by saying who, uh, as far as Hotties and Champions League are concerned, that was my remit as per the draw. Yes, we did do a draw uh, before we did this. Again, football will still apply. You understand? Don't get it twisted, just because we're thirsty. How dare you? Anyway, uh, Champions League Hotties, right? Um, Kylian Mbappe is definitely first needs to be mentioned. What can Mm -hmm. you say about this absolutely glorious man? That has not been said already. World Cup champion, soon to be Champions League champion. Um, The man who, for all intents and purposes, uh, just is ready with the spice whenever you want it, calling the Premier League a farmer's league. I love it. Um, Yes. He's he's, he's on the ice. He's got a great smile. He's great to look at. I mean, what can you you not say about that? You just just want to watch Netflix. uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you do probably some other... uh, speakable things as well here but i mean like definitely the netflix and cuddle bit i'm into it like you know we can just like make out and stuff sure. so i'm i'm killian is definitely on the list uh when he doesn't have like the whole uh what is it young republican hairdo thing like he's still cute in the face but that hair just don't do it like that <laughs> just we don't need any of that, you know, just like, but yes, um, isn't it David Alaba? It is David Alaba, right? Um, but it, it, I, I, maybe I got the pronunciation wrong, but yes, him. Gorgeous man. Uh, again, probably for my money, uh, one of the most talented uh, fullbacks in the world, quite frankly. Um, and, you know, getting away this from. This isn't that, about talent. It's really not about talent. Well, a certain kind of time.
4: Mm-hmm. Correct. correct. Anyway,
1: um, but we don't know anything about them things, so we're just speculating out here. Um, I, but yes, I can only speculate that um Alaba would let me eat his booty like groceries, but that's beside the point, right? So just like, we're just putting that one out there. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, you know, call me. Um, and finally, for the Hotties, um, I have to give it uh, to Laving, uh, uh, Le- how do you pronounce his surname? Bless him. Um,
4: Kazawa.
1: Laving Kazawa. Pretty shorts, sure Kazawa. Um, he's one that I think, in terms of like the, you know, everybody like thirsting over thirsting and thirstiness and all that sort of no, stuff, he's, he's one that doesn't get mentioned as much as he should because he
4: doesn't. He's... But he should, yeah.
1: He should, because <laughs> the man's gorgeous. Like, and on top of that, he is a linchpin for the side. Again, trying to get away from football matters. I really am. But I it comes as a complete package. Like, and he is that. Like he is talented on the pitch. And I hope to God that he's talented off of it. Um my good sir, if um if you are interested in some dick, I am definitely out here with um with the goods. Um, you know, just again, call me. We can work some out. Uh, and that's pretty much it. For Champions League Hotties, I think that's a pretty fine list there. Um between that was the two a great finalists. List. I mean
4: that was a great list.
1: We, so what, what 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 are we talking about for Europa League there? Because obviously that's um oh well, do we want to do the naughtys for Champions League first?
4: <clears throat> Let's do the naughtys and then we'll do yeah, and then we'll do hotties, naughtys again for Europa League. Um the like- naughtys are quick. By the way, it's not <laughs> naughties, right? It's not Ease yeah, now, I'm not I'm not I'm not calling out your accent it's just so that the listeners realize what we're talking about, right? hot So all so, all of the knocks for me really it's entirely the Bayern team. Um the entire Bayern team is not, but I had to narrow it down to three. And I've chosen Lewandowski, ew, um Thomas Mueller, uh, and Manuel Neuer, like just plain, bland, lanky, like there is not one bit of spice, nothing that is enticing that makes you go, hmm, that's intriguing, I'd love to lay on a bearskin rug with you. No. That is one ugly thing. It's team. really not. Um, like, it's, I, it's a clapped I, I, side. It is a clapped side if we've ever <laughs> seen one. Um, so if, if for that reason alone, they should lose the Champions League, but, but I, I chose three representatives and they're all uggos um and since we're sliding right into Europa League (laughs) um I I drew the hotties for Europa League um and I had to I mean you guys know you know me and you know how I feel about this man and I know we talked about him last week but I could not leave him off my main squeeze my main boo my bae big Rom Lukaku Yes
1: please. speak on it this please speak on that speak on I it
4: i cannot that that boy thick um l- let me uh you know please now that there's a Mack truck i'd love to park in my little garage uh, if you know what i mean wap wap wop. i almost couldn't even pick another two cuz he is just like he takes up like the first like 10 spots um but i did go ahead and follow the rules and I went with a second hottie, which is Diego Carlos from Sevilla. He doesn't get a lot of attention either, but, okay. you know, a cute, nice, you know, just like, you know, nice boy. And then I had to go with my my compatriota Lautaro, Lautaro Martinez. Um, I like his hair. Um, but again, th- none of them hold a candle to Lukaku, obviously. Um, obviously so no. those obviously are my... No. Those are my hotties for uh, for Europa League. Where are your naughties, sir?
1: Well, um, <laughs> I had to choose three, and that's what made it difficult. Um, I'll just keep it being with you. It's, I had to choose three, and that's what made it difficult. So, like, I just I did my best. It's all good with this. Um, but I will start with an Inter Milan player by the name of Lorenzo Pirola. Uh, I'm sorry, Bradrin. It's just not gonna work out. <laughs> no. Um. No. It's just not gonna work out, pal. I'm sorry. Um we we can do better than this. Um the second one is gonna be uh Jules uh Jules uh I think it's pronounced uh, Kunde. Um baby, um sweetheart. There's some this there's some there's something going on where you're a big, big 21 years old and you still look like you're 10. And I'm just not into it. Like, I don't, like, I just, we can't do that. No, sir. It's not the one. It's absolutely not. Like, I feel like when I see you out there playing football with grown men, I feel like, don't you have homework in the in, to, to do? Like, don't you have school in the morning? Like, do you, what are you doing? Is this not past your bedtime? Mm. And the the whole asymmetrical, like, hair thing I'm just like it doesn't really work Mm-mm. for you especially when there's no beard going on there which looking at that picture I don't know I don't know yeah. I'm just I'm just not into it but good luck to you um and <laughs> <laughs> finally <laughs> oh boy I just love getting us in trouble um, and finally this, this one was this one might kind of turn some heads here but it's me in it Um I'm always doing that I'm always doing that because that's that's just what I do. Um, usually, the bald beard combination should be something that you can pull off, right? If you, mm-hmm. especially when you've got the mm-hmm. build for it. Did mm-hmm. Bohor Vallejo get that memo at all? Because mm. I, I don't know what it is. Is the shape of your mm. head? Is it? Is it the shape of your head? Do you look like? slightly bruised egg in the carton that I would find at the supermarket. Like, is that what it is? Perhaps, maybe it's the long face, like the long face thing. Like I'm getting like a lot of um, like, you know, uh, Wilbur and, you know, Mr. Ed kinda, you know what I mean? I just, you know, yes, lima bean, like soybean kind of aesthetic kind of thing out here. I don't know whether to ask for extra soy in my up. latte, or whether I should thirst. I'm very confused by you. I'm not saying that you're <clears throat> not handsome, but I'm not saying that you're not clapped either. It's just
4: right. What are right. we doing? It's confusing. Like, you... It's confusing. Yeah, exactly. What, what like, is it? You're,
1: yeah. You're giving me you're giving me like you want to do the Zaddy thing. Like the beard definitely says I can be a Zaddy, but the rest of your head says I'm mm. about to do calisthenics. And I'm just like, I'm not really under, sh- I'm not it's sure. Not there. Like, it's not really, like, there's no real, like, I can't, I'm trying, babes. I'm really, I really want to see it for it. but We, I'm just yeah. like, no. we all
4: are.
1: So we I don't know are. how you feel about those three, Franco, but those were the ones I went. No, to. listen, <laughs>
4: this, <laughs> this may be the first time we're in <laughs> full was- agreement. It may be the first time we're in full agreement. I, I 100% approve. Um, this has been another awesome segment of Entanglement FC, baby. We will keep bringing it. Yes. Keep tuning in. Um, let us know on Twitter or otherwise what you think of our choices. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll see you next week for another, for another spicy segment.
2: Oh, it's getting hot in here. But thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. To another episode of the Banter Pub FC, the sauciest <laughs> team in the game, the spiciest. Oh, it was team. <laughs> you want to follow us on Instagram at the Banter Pub FC. If you like us and listen to us on Spotify and Apple, please give us a rate and review. Also, guess what? Our website is coming. Also, guess what? Our Discord is coming. Follow us on Twitter. Also, guess what? Follow us on Twitter. Thanks. See y'all soon. See y'all next week.